Oh, oh, that hurts. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you're rolling with a youngster, sometimes you got to roll the growing pains, and the pains hurt a lot tonight. Unlocked on UCLA. You are locked on UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to this reaction edition of Locked On UCLA. I'm your host, Zach Anderson Yoxheimer. Well, the Bruins, well, not mathematically eliminated at the moment, emotionally, theoretically eliminated from the Pac 12 race because they fell to Oregon State 36 to 24. I'm Zach Anderson Yoxheimer. Thanks for making this your first listen each and every day. It's free over get your podcast, and we have a lot to dissect. The Bruins in this one. It felt much worse than a 12-point loss. This game definitely could have been a lot closer than 36-24. And unfortunately, third straight week where true freshman quarterback Dante Moore throws a pick six. I know there's a lot of blame to go around. There's a lot of weird, unique decisions, a lot of miscommunication with the defense in some certain spots, misplays by the defense. In the end, the Bruins truly hurt themselves in this game. When they are wanting to take a step forward in this game to victory, wanting to take a step forward to competing in the Pac-12, which I believe what they said in the broadcast today was somewhat of a separation between contenders and pretenders. UCLA, I'm not going to go as far as say they're completely pretending, but they certainly are a bit of a year away from contending, right? When you have a young quarterback, and you sit here wondering how is UCLA going to move the ball, then it's just a lot to put on the defense again and again and again and again, which was my worry, right? One, you can't put so much pressure on the defense. And by the time they made a couple of plays, Oregon State then would go down the field in the second half a couple of times, score twice, and found ways to get cracks in what hadn't shown in a UCLA defense for the most part in a while some rare cracks in the UCLA defense on a wide, wide open uh, receivers or a tight end down the field twice in Velling for Oregon State. A couple of missed opportunities to force turnovers. The Heimlicher dropped pick that eventually turned into a first down catch and eventually a field goal. And then a nasty, terribly nasty throw up from DJ Oyunglele that I'm not sure how one the ball was caught. By Veiling, and then two, how the ball wasn't picked off, how it wasn't in a bad way, whatever it was, went for a big game, kind of changed the game. So many different opportunities for UCLA to get back in this game. You can argue the Bruins could have gone for two earlier in this game, and if they would have gotten it, they wouldn't have had to go for it in fourth in a million when they kept getting false start penalties after false start penalties after false start penalties. <sighs> just, there's just no way. It's just frustrating. It's just a very frustrating game. So, so, so frustrating that the Bruins could have given this a much, much better shot. I was thinking right before halftime, UCLA could easily, at the time, with the momentum, the way things were shaking out, go down the field and potentially be within three or take the lead before the break. And the third straight week with the pick six was just too backbreaking to overcome. UCLA's two losses this year have come in big swing moments when UCLA, when the Bruins gave up pick sixes and nearly cost them the Washington State game when UCLA was clearly dominating the Cougars in the late second part, the late part 
of the second quarter. Now, a lot is going to be made of what is the quarterback situation. As I had been asking for so long, when are we going to see the Colin Schley package? I gave up on asking this week because I thought Chip Kelly's just never going to do it. He's just not going to bring in the Colin Schley package as much as I had been asking for it for a while. And then all of a sudden it comes in more than I thought they would ever use Colin Schley in the game. And it works magically only for him to get hurt and be in so much pain that he doesn't return in the game where maybe his ability to stay in the game if he was healthy could have miraculously, and this is if everything goes great, led UCLA to victory without even throwing a pass. That's wishful, wishful, wishful thinking. But we finally got to see the college league package that we so that I so desperately wanted. And as I thought, it would be a bit game-changing in ways that UCLA didn't suspect or didn't want to reveal early on the season. The Bruins broke it out when they desperately needed it, and it was very, very, very successful. My question in this, the way the Bruins play call, call plays early in games is they want to get Dante Moore settled early. And the last few weeks, four weeks now, if you include the bye week in three games, it's led to early interceptions for Dante Moore. And in this game, it became very evident, fairly evident, so on. It was super clear that the Bruins were going to be successful running the football. Very, very successful and I know it's a little different when you have a bigger lead and padding things. But it just seemed like, oh, UCLA got a seven-yard carry early on in the game. And they just somewhat abandoned it. And at, two, at some point, the Bruins were too far back, wanting to get the passing game back in it. When then they find themselves down 19, a bunch of points late. And they're just exclusively turning Dante Moore into a statue. Just turning, or not a statue, but a glorified handoff player as opposed to what is referred to normally as the quarterback until late in the game when he made some nice throws, including one that got dropped by Cam Brown, who got popped on the big pass breakup near the goal line when the Bruins could have still made this a game late. There's going to be a lot of talk about do they get garbage because Schleen may be hurt. I've seen different things from Bro Report about potential injuries. I don't really know at this moment. I just know that he made a big-time run, and he was in pain afterwards after that big boss run to set the Bruins up for a score near the end of the – the third quarter heading to the fourth quarter. So if he's not good to go, then that would leave Garbers. And I do think Garbers is a much better passer than Schley could bring to the table as a thrower. Now, the game-changing athleticism, that is not what Garbers has compared to what Schley could bring, if healthy, depending on how things play out. It's almost to be careful what you wish for, because the thing is for UCLA, you want you just need to take the licks with the true freshman quarterback coming this game. And again, the offensive line is not the greatest when it comes to pass blocking. They were able to get ways to move the football, running the football. Yet, while the sack numbers weren't necessarily fully there for Oregon State until the end when they sacked Dante Moore a couple of times to rack up five sacks, equaling those five tackles for loss, I'm going to pump the brakes fully on benching Dante Moore. We'll see how my emotions range after this weekend's uh, this, this was one of those games where there's a water bottle sitting on a little table and I absolutely had to kick it over. This was one of those games I've done. I've done a great job containing emotions for a long time watching sports. This was one of those. I had to kick the water bottle over type games. Just what are you doing? Pull your hair out, kick the water bottle over. And it's just, Oh my goodness. So, this was one of those very frustrating games 
to watch as a UCLA fan, to watch it. And while it was already going to be a big ask for them to go into Corvallis and win, despite my bold, bold, bold prediction of them actually going to do it, it was just still frustrating with uh, uh, the penalties. And even though Oregon State for a while there had much had more penalties and more penalty yardage, the Bruins did get away with a couple of plays that nearly changed the game at one point in what I believe what the fourth quarter, the 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 blocked into the punter that didn't get called, whatever. Back to the point for the quarterback. I think let's be careful what we ask for. If there's going to be a lot of asking for Dante Moore to get benched and say Garbers in, not that I don't think Garbers can do a capable job. It's just who's coming up. Who's coming up for UCLA? You've got Stanford, and then you've got Colorado. Both teams who just gave up a bunch of points to each other, who've given up a bunch of points to other teams. This is where we can find out if Dante Moore is simply not ready or if he just faced some defenses and needs to get his feet wet some more growing through the rest of the season. So I think the Bruins should not bench more just yet and give the kid another try especially during the Stanford game. If things aren't working during the Stanford game, then we might not see Dante Moore for quite a bit. I hope Colin Schley is healthy because he was obviously making some big-time plays to keep the Bruins in this game early and late when the game was seemingly out of hand at some point when the Bruins just couldn't make a couple of plays defensively. Because remember, Oregon State came out with a two-score lead. The Bruins got a stop and then got the ball. Could have made this a one-score game. Couldn't. Could have gone for two with multiple touchdowns in this game in the third and fourth quarters, didn't for whatever reason. Even though Chip Kelly likes to get, they want to go for two. I'm not really sure what that logic was because in a 19-point game, you go for two, get it to 11, touchdown two-point conversion and a field goal. That's math, which would have meant, oh my goodness, frustrating. There's no real coherent way to put my emotions towards right now. It's just frustrating. And... The defense, yes, overall the 36 points put up there, but 17 points off turnovers. Yeah, I didn't really take a look deep into the the average starting field position, but Oregon State was truly winning that stat for a lot of the night. It's it just an overly frustrating night that this could have been a much better game than what it was, and the Bruins didn't put themselves in favorable positions. Breakdowns that we hadn't seen before, and just sheer sloppiness, sheer sloppiness in this game. That makes me utterly, utterly frustrated. Now the schedule gets theoretically a bit easier, although with the youngster making the mistakes that he is and how the Bruins are playing, they haven't played down to their opponents. Still, Stanford's coming off a big-time win. Colorado will have a couple of weeks to prepare for the Bruins and get even healthier with Travis Hunter and company with Deion Sanders coaching that wildly entertaining Colorado Buffaloes team. In the end, the overreaction still. UCLA's playing with a true freshman quarterback on the road in two very tough environments with ranked opponents who both currently are one-loss teams that combined 11-2, and two, Oregon State and Utah. And UCLA beat the team that beat Oregon State, and Oregon State happened to beat Utah, and that was at home. So while I am very frustrated and a little bit doom and gloom at the moment, to sit back and say, all right, what are UCLA's two losses? Two road losses in their three stretch of three, their game, their three game stretch in the middle of the season that would define whether this is a good or a great season. Well, I don't think the Bruins can turn it into a great season, even if they find a way to go win eight, nine in a row to end the year to get in a remarkable stretch to finish what, 12 and two or some, or 11 and two 
if they win eight and a ninth in a bowl game, that's a long stretch away. It's not that they can't do it with what's lying ahead of them. Or I guess I can't even do math. Six, seven, six or seven games. Just so frustrated. The math's just leaving the brain right now. It, it, there's ways for the Bruins to be successful in this season, and it's going to be running the football. Now that they can do it, for whatever reason, they could not do it against Utah. They could not do it against Utah, and they've been more successful as the weeks have gone on, maybe changing schemes, getting Schley involved, finding out that Carson Seals an absolute workhorse back. The Bruins are taking their licks with a true freshman QB, and that's just so frustrating. Well, we're going to come back Monday. And we'll dissect this and give grades, look a little bit more deeper in the stats, and maybe not kick water bottles. Because I kicked a water bottle, and I was almost going to get kicked out of the house. Uh, that's one. That that was this type of game. This was the game where, as one of my dear UCLA friends says, yep, there's a, there's a graveyard of broken remotes that they have in their house. and <laughs> Or somewhere. For me, it's frustrating. I've thrown, oh, gosh. Yep. That's just how it is. Frustrating. The Bruins lose 36-24. Schley hurt. Dante Moore struggling. The Bruins offensive line a little bit more struggles. The defense finally had some cracks. They did have great moments holding up with a lot of turnovers, putting them literally up their backs on the goal line. But the times they needed to get stops, they just couldn't do so against Oregon State if they wanted to truly win this game and stay in the thick of the Pac-12 race. Not eliminated. But they're not in the thick of it. They need a lot to go right for them to compete down the stretch. This team could still have a good season. They just need to hope Dante Moore grows leaps and bounds over the next couple of weeks with some favorable matchups, I would think, to throw the football against Stanford and against Colorado coming up for UCLA. We're going to tell you more about LinkedIn jobs because, hey, for UCLA, some might be thinking that the quarterback job's open. I don't know what your small business is looking for, if they're looking for a quarterback, if they're looking for some qualified candidate, but LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right team, right people for your team faster and for free. They use the right skills like getting you the screening questions that can help you quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Who knows? The Bruins will have a quarterback opening or they might not. It's a competition. Use LinkedIn jobs if you're a small business to get your qualified candidate as your new hire. That's going to wrap it up for Locked on UCLA. Hands up, Bruins fans. Frustrated one tonight. We're going to do it anyway. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You. UCLA, fight, fight, fight. This has been Locked On UCLA. Go Bruins.